Good afternoon and welcome to the first Treaty Talk podcast of the year. Uh, I'm your host, Jack Neville, as always, and I'm delighted to join by Matt O'Callaghan for the first time in 2022. It's been a very, very busy January so far. We're only 20 days in and we've seen the Limerick senior hurlers and footballers in action. We've had colleges, schools, club championships. So do stay tuned as you look back at all that. and look forward to this weekend's Munster Hurling Cup final. The impression of the game, you get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the bar and the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of injuries. Here comes Kieran Curry. Curry leading the charge of the left brigade. 45 minutes out. He's a chance to score. He's putting it in. There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. <laughs> Well, Matt, 20 days in, I suppose, a world of sport we've had so far this year. It's like we were never away. Yeah, it is, Jack. Um, I suppose, Happy New Year to all our listeners. I and should have said that, I suppose, yeah. I, I echo that sentiment. Viewers, all our viewers. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's um, like we're only three weeks in and, and so much has happened in that three weeks. Um, despite the restrictions and despite the lockdown and the semi-lockdown or whatever you like to call it. But thankfully, there's good news coming up um, possibly later today, I understand, in that front. Mm. Um, but like it, it, it is really, really all systems go. Um, this weekend, as you know, Jack, we're, we're, we're down to the finals of the, the pre-season competitions, the, the, um, the Munster Cena Hurling Cup and the, the McGrath Cup final. And... Um, uh, substantial progress has been made in the Sigerson Cup and that UL have already reached the quarterfinal, having played two rounds. And um, uh, the, the, the Sigerson Cup is up and running. Um, we're down to the semi-finals of the of the Hafty Cup and and the colleges in in uh, the colleges competitions. And um, a lot of that has taken place since 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 the turn of the year. So it it, it has been a very very busy couple of weeks. But thankfully, I suppose, Jack, if there's, you know, um, it ha it has been helped, I suppose, in, in no little way by we've reasonably good weather um, last weekend and this, this this weekend or, you know, today so far. And I, I, I think the forecast isn't too bad for the weekend. So, um, like, you know, Limerick and Kerry played last weekend in, in, in the Gaelic grounds and, and just you know, it would be probably stretching it to say it was summer-like conditions, but um, it was extraordinarily good conditions for this time of the year, which which is which is a help and and um, uh, like great progress has been made in 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 the competitions. And the big thing, I suppose, is is that the competitions are back this time twelve months. Um, we, we, all the competitions that I've spoken about there now about the the preseason, the colleges, and and um, uh, the second, the third level colleges, and the second level colleges. We had none of those last year, Jack. Yeah, so it, it's we, we, you don't we, kind of realize we, we've come that they a long, done. long way. Yeah, we have. Uh, you wouldn't realize how much you'd miss them till they're back. I was in Mary Ellen Wednesday, and I was in UL last night. Just a great buzz around the place with the Fitzgibbon Cup, and obviously around the schools. With uh, our school reach, the, lo the, the local representatives uh, left the competition. But we'll start with the hurling. Um, it's it's the big game of the weekend to look forward to. But I suppose before we get into the final with Clare, uh, the game against Kerry, I suppose Bassile in the end is a word that's been used for 29 to 11 points. Um, probably didn't do much for, for Kerry really as a whole after beating Tipperary. But from just from a Limerick point of view, Matt, the, the ease at which the, the newer lads, the younger lads, some of the older lads just fit in seamlessly, play the same way, the same system through the lines. We had six players that weren't there last year for varying reasons. Uh, Rory Duff made his full debut. Adam English and Patrick Donovan were both teenagers. Um, mm -hmm. Both came off the bench for their debut. 
Paddy O'Loughlin and Ocean O'Reilly were back in a green jersey, and, and so was Dave McCarthy. And it, it's hard to imagine that you'd put up 429 with Barry Nash, the only member of last year's All Ireland winning team to start. But that's exactly what Limerick did. It just shows that they're, they're not finished yet, this Limerick side. They're determined to keep this going. Yeah, and we, 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 we've heard over the years since he, since he um, acceded to the throne, as it were, since he became Limerick's manager, um, John Kiley referencing the process and um, and the, and the process working. And it, it, it's obviously that the process works from number one to 36 or 37 or ho- however many is on the panel. Um, look, um, it, it, it was a non, it, it was a non-event if, if if you like, Jack. I think um, in the lead up to the game, now Limerick are only back two weeks or whatever, two and a half weeks now. Um, John Kylie, I suppose, if he was anticipating, he would have anticipated a game against Tipperary in the semi-final when the draw was made, and um, how, how much that changed his calculations and his approach to the semi-final. Um, one just just doesn't know, but certainly it was an opportunity to um, give a lot of fringe players and a lot of players um, that that um, as you said that were coming back that had played before with Limerick, but um, uh, the like of Paddy O'Loughlin and uh, the like of uh, David McCarthy possibly, and you know, I, I don't think David had played competitive before. He played he played definitely in the challenge games and that, that sort of thing and it was particularly nice to see debuts for Rory Duff Adam English and and, and, and Patrick O'Donovan and so heartening um, Jack to, to, to see these young lads um, the way they fitted into the system seamlessly fitted into the system and and um, the type of performance that, that they put on was fantastic Adam English got a goal um, Patrick O'Donovan set up a goal you know, you, you 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 can't ask for any more from 19-year-olds that are coming in. And um, certainly there, there are two players with a huge future. But I suppose, Jack, um, when, when we talk about those two particular players, um, um, they, on Sunday last, they didn't tell us anything that we didn't already know. Um, because um, uh, those two players, in, in my opinion and in your opinion, as we have discussed many times in this cast, um, uh, were destined, are destined for greatness and are destined to get to the top and maybe they're probably getting there maybe on, on the road there on the first step of the ladder there a little bit quicker than we thought but um, certainly it, it you know it, 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 it was a great a great great start for the two of them and a great game for Rory Duff to get under get under his belt and on, on, on his first outing with the county and um, you know you saw Brian O'Grady coming back, getting, getting, getting game time, and 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 the, and the like of that. That that's that's all so, so so encouraging. Yeah, it was very encouraging. I suppose for Adam English and Patrick Donovan, as when they came on in the inside forward line, they'll know that uh, Peter Casey is out injured at the moment. He's probably ready made replacement. Graham Cahy is with Kilmallock, so he'll probably get a break. And Barry Murphy, then who would have been the next man in, is injured as well. So there is. There is a chance, but I thought Pat Ryan definitely stood out in the day. Another, I'll be going for that kind of position. I just picked out four. I thought Pat Ryan, Colin Coughlin, Rich English, and Dave Reedy were really stand out, I suppose. Barrett Coughlin, they've all been tipping around the panel for a long while. Coughlin, it's kind of hard to believe that he's only a second year. But just on David Reedy, at centre-forward, which we know is such a crucial position for this Limerick team, it's it's where Keith Lynch plays. Um, he's hurled the year there for a reason. And two-time All-Star at centre-forward. But I thought David Reedy was just exceptional um, adds so much to the game I, I suppose when he first came on the scene he was seen as a scorer but now he's facilitating Just it just gives a lot of hope to Limerick and I suppose it's a worry to other teams that if one of the frontline players goes down that there's so many coming through It, it is and again and, and, and we've spoken about it and I suppose John Kiley has spoken about the impact of his bench and, and all that sort of thing um, like you know, David David really um, um, would was only a sub in the All Ireland final, and um, to have that type of to have that type of ammunition um, in 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 the locker and and somebody with the type of firepower that he has to to come on, it is absolutely frightening. Because dare I say, um, 
that I, I would imagine that uh, in any other county at the man, at the minute that, that David really would probably be one of the first names on the team sheet. Yeah, I, um, I think there's a lot of limit lads on the bench that would be definitely guaranteed starters for for other sides. Uh, uh, absolutely, and but again, like um, um, we spoke about Patrick O'Donovan and Adam English and not being surprised at that progression. Um, David really doesn't surprise me at all, Jack. I, I have I have been watching him through at underage level. I've been watching him with with colleges in which he was absolutely outstanding with Charles CBS and was one of the main reasons why they reached the Hafty Cup final. Oh. Uh, uh, that, and uh, w w with his club, Drummond Atlaka, like him, he, his consistency is absolutely phenomenal over the years. Um, like, I, I would rate David really extremely, extremely high, highly. And um, as I said, it, it's indicative of where Limerick are and and why they're all Ireland champions three times in the last four years when a player like David Reedy can't get in on a regular starting spot. Yeah, I suppose for Limerick, it's a luxury to have Reedy in the bench. And I'm sure himself, he'd love to be starting and would hate to be called a super sub, but that's probably what he is at the moment. But there's no there's nothing to say that he won't break into that panel. And I think Colin Coughlin is another one that is going to push all the way. And Rich English had the jersey for a while last year and he, he showed what he had it. We have a comment in here, Matt, and I suppose for anyone watching um, live, um, feel free to, to let get your comments in, questions or opinions or anything, or you can message us during the week and we can touch on that. I um, I know that's what a lot of people do and want to hear certain questions we've answered, so feel free to get involved. Uh, Adrian Kelly sent in a nice mes message there, Matt, um, telling, wishing us a happy new year. So happy new year to Adrian and all listening. But he's wondering, we saw the lineup against Clare or against Kerry was... Fairly experimental now. We'd seen most players already, but it was only one from last Ireland final. Would you go for a similar lineup now? There's a share of that team that played at the weekend and they played Fitz during the week. Uh, you had the two Bylands playing for UCC. Ron Connolly was with them as well. Uh, Rory Duff and Brian O'Grady were playing pretty well last night. So, how would you go about it if you were in John Kelly's shoes, Matt? Yeah, Adrian, um, happy new year to you, Adrian. Um, he, he makes a very valid point and he, he asks a very, very important question. And <clears throat> my answer to the question would be that I would stick uh, probably as near as possible as I could with the team to play um, to, to, um, to play Claire because his point is absolutely valid to see how they will they, how they would um, fare against tougher opposition. Because if, if there's one thing in in uh, looking at the teams um, in in the um, in the competition so far, um, Tipperary um, fielded a team basically of unknowns. I think, with the exception of Paddy Cadell, maybe or um, and Willie Connors, I think there was just two or three players that had um, watered um, to us the same degree. Um, mainly an experimental team. You would have to say Limerick only fielding one of their All Ireland, only two of their seventeen All Stars at their disposal. That 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 was a, a shadow team or you know a development team. But Clare seemed to have gone down the road of 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 um, of fielding a pretty strong side, uh, Jack. And uh, now you know how strong are Clare without Tony Kelly is another question. Um, because Tony Kelly is not not involved due to injury, unfortunately. So Claire are going to be Claire are going to be much tough, much much tougher. And I think Adrian's point is valid, is valid because um, you know we can wax lyrical all day about the performance and scoring four twenty nine against Cavan or against Kerry, but really, really um, um, the litmus test of of of, of of the players would be how will they fare against tougher opposition and I think this is the opportunity and I, I, I think John Kiley will probably avail of the opportunity um, to give to give quite a lot of, of the, the team that played Kerry um, an awful um, some more game time now we know in the past and in his post-match interview after the Kerry game uh, John Kiley was at pains to uh, stress the the importance of 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 players playing in the Fitzgibbon Cup, 
Um, and yeah. uh, the importance um, as an ex-Fitzgibbon Cup player himself, he, he he knows, I suppose, full well what 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 the what the value of the Fitzgibbon Cup is. And um, like we have quite a few players that um, that were involved against Kerry that um, that that are involved with the, with their with their team with their college teams like Ronan Connolly and um, uh, Connor Boylan. And Jerome Boylan, they're 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 all starters with um with with, with okay. UCC. So um, w- whether we we expect to see those out, or whether they will will get further game time, I I don't know. Um, we have learned in the past, Jack, that it is a hazardous business, um, to be trying to second guess um the mind of John Kiley. Yeah, it's hazardous enough. And he's very rarely, if ever, he's been wrong. So it is interesting. That's um, that's, that's that's that 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 that's what that point I was going to add. But um, whatever decision John Kiley will make, Jack, I've said it many times in this podcast, it'll be the right one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Do we we get in the All Ireland contingent to to make way for those playing fits, or will the lads playing fits be playing again? I know. Brian O'Grady was taken off after about 35 minutes last night. Roy Duff, when he came on at halftime. Uh, Connor Bylan, i fairly sure, came off the other day. Um, Jerome Bylan stayed on the whole game. So he's played a full game. But it'll be interesting to see. But I'm sure if these are all high-level athletes, Matt, they're well able for, for two games in a week. But I suppose on Clare, um, it's probably been a while since they won a bit of silverware. You'd imagine it's a bigger game for them just to kind of maybe try and get one over Limerick. But we have... Cusack Park is a, is a hard place to go, as Limerick learned um, in the last few years. That we drew there in 19, but a loss in 18 will, will still ring heavy in the mind, I think, for some of these Limerick players. And it'll well, be intriguing it, it game. You're right, there's, there's no doubt about it. It, it, it rankles. And, and um, you, you know, a subplot to this, 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 this whole game on Sunday, Jack, is that it's the first game, first of three games between Clare and Limerick all in Innes. Yeah. You know, we travelled there in the league and we travelled there in the championship. So how much will Limerick want to put down a marker? And how much how, how much games are going to be played, let's say, um, with bigger fish to fry down the road? Yeah. But, um, I, 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 in, in, happening back to Adrian's question, I, I honestly think that John Kiley will go with something like more of the same. Yeah, and I think John, John Kiley's maybe mantra has been that once a fella gets a jersey, it's his to lose, essentially. Um, yeah. And no, no one deserves to, to lose the jersey after last Sunday's performance. But it, it's good to have a final look forward to that these lads will know what it's like to play um, a senior final so far because it has been very tried and trusted when we have got to the latter stages of that Iron Championships and even the Munster Championship. There is probably... 18 or 19 players that are used um, very regularly in those games. But we have we have the league to come up anyway in a fortnight's time after the game, Wexford first in Wexford. So we'll have plenty of time to talk about that, Matt. We won't dwell too much on the game, but I won't. I won't take, your, your, your point about Clare requiring silverware is very, very valid because it's not too long ago when we would have given our right hand to win um, the Waterford Crystal Trophy is just known then, and we won it one night in Mallow. We beat Cork, and there was a great who shall about it. And to such a big trophy, you'd, you'd need a wagon to bring it home. But, yeah. um, you know, we we it, it was a landmark for Limerick to pick up seeing a silver a silverware. So, um, there will be that element of importance to it. And, and you're right when you say when you're talking about the importance of it to Claire, it's far, far more important. Um, to Clare than it is to Limerick on Sunday. Make no mistake whatsoever about it, Jack. Yeah, I suppose just to try and get one over Limerick. I think that's what every team is looking to do, is to try and get one over on Limerick. And I suppose teams would have been hopeful that maybe Kerry could have caused another shock and put some doubt into the mind of the Limerick contingent. But they were brought, they'd brought back down to earth fairly quickly. Adrian's after playing there. So I'll read that before we go on. Uh, I'm trying to get this off here. I'd agree and go a similar team if at all possible. It'd be good for these lads to get experience of playing in Cusack Park in front of a decent sized crowd as well. He's very right there, Adrian. I suppose the only thing is that there's only 5,000 allowed into the game. They've sold out within 
55 minutes, um, which is fair going for for a, a game in early. I, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering, Jack. In in that context, um, um, I, I I think I was listening to the tarnish that they are, um, yeah. uh, earlier on, and uh, was it on the news or, or something saying that um, you know, some of these um restrictions might yeah. be lifted with immediate effect. That is so, the hope. Were that, that is... to happen, um, were that to happen, it it it, it um it, it, it would mean that there there would be a bigger crowd there. But um, the other side of the coin is if it's restricted to five thousand, like it was in Limerick, it, Cusick Park is far more compact than the Gaelic grounds. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there w- there will be the sense of a big crowd there. And there was a good atmosphere in Limerick, even though it was only ten percent full. If if it takes the bonds of fifty thousand, whereas Ennis yeah. takes nineteen, I think, so it'll be quarter full. So, but yeah. hopefully that comes six o'clock. Um, if you're watching this afterwards, that you will have got your ticket, Monster J. I'd say if it goes on sale again, could have a problem with the website going down because there'll be there'll be huge traffic of people wanting to watch the game. But look, it's going to be streamed live by um, Sport Limerick's sister company, Stream Sport Ireland. So look, if you didn't get a ticket. You'll still be able to watch the game um, from 2 o'clock on Sunday. But if you were to call it, Matt, with Limerick, um, I suppose, repeat the trick of 2018 when they beat Clare to final or can Clare get that bit of silverware? Well, um, it's it's a very dangerous thing to do to predict against Limerick. Nah. <laughs> that that being said. And f- forgive me for having green mist so early in January, Jack, but that, that's the way it is. So I'm, I'm, I'm going for Limerick to do the business. I don't think anyone ever doubted you to go against Limerick in any sort of game. But you'd have, you'd have to fancy Limerick, even though they'll be largely probably second string. But it, I suppose it's unfair to call any of the players we mentioned second string because they're just so They're not, talented. you know, they're, 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 they're frontline players in any other county. They're frontline hurlers. Yeah, exactly. But um, there's just too many frontline hurlers in Limerick at the moment. That's the problem. Yeah, I suppose a segue from the hurling, we'll, we'll stay on hurling for a minute, into the Fitzgibbon Cup. I think one man for Clare that if he's playing at the weekend have showed what it's all about last night for UL, Mark Rogers at full forward was just it was free in the UL, which is another thing about the Fitzgibbon Cup is just the ease of access to these games. But if there was admission fee, Mark Rogers' performance alone would have worked three one, um all brilliant second finishes, would have backed against him in most of them, but he's just so strong, brilliant in the air, very like Adam Shanner, but probably a bit quicker off his feet. Elsewhere, Sean Toomey from Cork, who Munger fans will be all too aware of. He was brilliant for Corsi Rovers in the Munster semi-final. He got a goal, so did Rod O'Connor from Tip. Um, but Brian O'Grady from Limerick showed what he's all about. He was brilliant for, for Limerick at the weekend and continued in that vein at midfield. Such a powerful runner, mm-hmm. Matt, and he kind of a player you could play anywhere, I suppose, at the same time being from Limerick too. It was very disappointing, really. Um he he was the only Limerick he was the only Limerick player on the UL team. Starting last night. Starting, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've I've no doubt Mark Quinlan would have been on it had he been. Yeah, and I would imagine I I'm could be wrong, but I think I don't know if Rory Duff was was around. I meant to be. I feel like he was going away in Erasmus or something this semester, but obviously he's staying around, so he could have been a late addition to the panel. There was a few more from around. Um, tipping around the squads and there has been a, a fairly large Limerick representation I suppose for Toos as well you had Cahill Downs uh, Michael Kremen Owen Hurley just to name a couple but for Toos it was very disappointing but UL are always going to be be strong in, in these competitions just the, mm. the sheer size of them and obviously I went to UL so I'd be hoping for them but they've definitely laid out a marker and scoring 530 in a game is no mean achievement Matt, is it? That's no mean achievement, no. And then, and they're 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 going to be a good side, like and 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 um, they're going to be one of the teams to beat. There's there's no question about it. But ha- having looked at the panel and and having um, gone more forensically through the panel than than I had previously, um, b- before the start of the competition, like UCC have an extremely strong panel. Yeah, and. Um, you know, I know Jack that you that you saw him against Mary I the other night, and and um, like it was only in the closing stages that they, that 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 they drew away for victory, and like there were there were five Limerick players starting. 
on, yeah. on that, which is which is a huge number down in UCC, like you had the, the, the Boylan brothers, um, Jerome and 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 Connor, um, Ronan Connolly, Kieran Barry from Ahan, yeah, and and um, w Willem Hinn, who was who was college's leading scorer, um, yeah, and he was also college's leading scorer in the um, the um, Butter Cannon Cup in the Cannon Michael O'Brien Cup. Um, so, um, like he, he, Willem, he, Willem Hinn seems to be in, in, in good form at, at, at the moment. But um, college, um, uh, when we were talking off air, Jack, um, you, you referenced the, the, the two um, big names from Cork that they were without, um, yeah. uh, Niall O'Leary and Jack O'Connor. Um, for whatever reason, so um, they're they're bound to be they're bound to be much stronger. But um, certainly UCC are going for three in a row, and um, I, I I I can remember back in my own day there many 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 moons ago, um, like the one sporting holy grail in college at the start of the year was was the Fitzgibbon Cup, and um, they've won it so often like that. That's that's that's. Um, that's you know that um, it bears that out, and and um, I suppose they won it on a number of occasions. Maybe when they mightn't be even be even the best team in it, but but tradition took them over the line. But um, I, they they play UCD now in the next round, so that that'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting for Mary in the next round. They they travel to NYG, obviously. <laughs> They'll be against a very familiar face in the form of Keen Lynch, who was probably the difference for NUIG in beating UCD, a very close game that was streamed live. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, Lynch helped Galway to the league title last week, but from what I saw from Mary I, they definitely had the capabilities to beat UCC on the day. There was probably some erratic shooting um, quite early in the game. We'll say it was 10 all at half time. Very hard to, to pick between the sides. Shane Barris got a brilliant goal for UCC straight after the half, worked from the, the throw-in, and UCC probably got four or five ahead, and Mary I probably panicked a small bit, and Jamie Wall in his interview afterwards said as much, and he, he thinks the winner is going to come from that group, and what I saw at the time, I was thinking that Mary I could definitely beat NYG. Now, they need to do that to, to keep their hopes alive, but there's some fantastic hurdlers in, in the team. From a Limerick point of view, Jason Galan was playing between wing forward and full forward, um, he, he scored two from play and hit over a sideline that I'd say if he was on his own 21 it went over it was an unbelievable sideline but Jason was brilliant uh, Jim Ryan at centre back who we might see for, for Clare at the weekend um, was brilliant Colin O'Brien from Cork is a huge man a brilliant player um, they've so many talents Mary I and obviously in Jamie Wall they have an expert in competition so I wouldn't rule them out against Galway but it's been a fascinating competition so far you will Probably yeah, it's down. a fascinating competition, and it, it it just just tells you, Jack, about the randomness of the draw. Like when you have UCD, UCC, Mary I, and NUIG all pitted in. But what, what is um, what is is really really the the group of this. There's there's no doubt enough about it. Like you you just think the two of those four are not going to be involved in the quarterfinals. Yeah, that's yeah, the reality of it. Yeah, I was saying someone should should they be seated because with all due respect to the group that involves UL, um, TUS and TUD, um, mm -hmm. you'd imagine that the four teams in Group A would probably beat everyone very well and, and would give UL a good game of it. So mm -hmm. I suppose just the, the random nature of the draw, but you would imagine the best team will be will still be left standing at the end of it. There is, look, UL are flying the Limerick flag. Mary, I need to have their backs against the wall, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them come out of it. Um, TUS with a win against TUD. Will more than likely come true because you'd imagine if they're beating TUD that you will 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 do them a favor mm -hmm. and win as well. But look, we'll, we'll be keeping we'll be keeping an eye on the Fitzgibbon for for the next couple of weeks while it's on. But I definitely would encourage anyone that that can get out, I suppose, during the day if they, if they're around or even at night to get these games. They're brilliant, free admission. Um, just the spectacle that you'll see, you'll see intercounty standard hurling. Um, but yeah. That's that's all we, we we'll we'll say on the Fitzgibbon. We'll keep moving through the colleges, Matt, and you referenced it at the start. Um, UL are the only Limerick side in the Sigerson, which is the top tier of football. Um, we've seen them twice already now. That they were very impressive the first night in UL against uh, Sligo IT. Mm -hmm. David Clifford is obviously 
the main attraction, he got one five the first day. I think he got two seven against. Yeah, I, I saw the game on on stream against uh, against Letter Kenny and and. Uh, I suppose what you make of the dome, Matt? First of all, before we get into the game. Yeah, I think it's a good concept. Um, it's it's it, it's it's a good concept at this time of the year. And anyway, in particular, I I don't know what it does for the atmosphere. I'm not so sure. Um, it's it's very very hard to judge it. Um, that was the game that I saw. Now I didn't see. Um, now the the kind of FBD league. Um, a lot of the games were played in it. Um, and I'm not so sure how how those went. Uh, in terms of atmosphere at the games, and what what is the capacity, Jack? Um. I, I haven't probed into it that much, to be honest. Now, um, it was three hundred at the UL game, but I suppose that was a Tuesday afternoon, so uh, it wouldn't be appealing to masses. But I couldn't put an actual figure on, on what it's like. like but I, I know Paul Maher from Adair is the UL captain. I suppose I'll congratulate Paul for that because it's no, it's no mean feat, uh, captain in UL who probably have the bones of fifteen thousand students inside there. So. Well done to Paul, but he was talking to RTE and he was just saying that there was good atmosphere inside it. His only caveat was um, Ashturf is very unforgiving and you can't you can't forget that it is an Ashturf surface. It's not a football field that it's ideally said for the January months, January, February, March kind of, but it would be very tough on the body. But I just just wanted to get your opinion on yeah, uh, I, 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 I would, I would go along with what Paul Maher is saying there. From and I'm, I'm only viewing the whole thing from a distance now. Um, it, it, it certainly is a winter concept, Jack. Yeah. And um, um, I won't say a last resort con- um, concept, but um, you know, um, that that there's there's nothing like playing games in 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 the open pitches and um i i know um it, it, it removes the weather factor yeah it, it it removes the idea of a game of two halves in that the, yeah. the wind isn't the factor it removes so, all variables essentially it does it does so um the the, the like it's artificial turf it's artificial conditions so, so, sometimes could you get an artificial result? I don't know. Yeah, see, there, there's huge scores being scored. UL kicked 223, LOIT kicked 315. Like, that's serious scoring football, but football is going that way. But um, UL are definitely the team to beat so far in the Sigerson. Um, yeah, the riches they have at their disposal. You mentioned, you mentioned, um, you mentioned, um, uh, Paul Maher there, and it, 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 it's fantastic for Limerick um, yeah. to have the captain of of, of um, a, a team that's going so well in the Sigerson Cup. But let's not forget, Jack, that we also have Declan Bruder, who is the manager from yeah. Newcastle West, and we have the Lavin brothers from from Adair, um, Stephen and David, um, who who are involved in the backroom team. Mm. So, like that, there is there is considerable. Limerick input into it. Now, I I, I remember the days of, of Toman College being involved in the Limerick Championship and and um, they won the Limerick Championship and won the All-Ireland and I think there was just one single Limerick player on the squad. It was only a sub and the, 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 there was every kind of, you know, resentment to it at the time back in the day. Uh, and um, uh, but there's there's serious serious Limerick input into this competition, into this particular UL team. When when you have the three lads in the back room team, you have Paul Maher there as manager, and I think is isn't Ronan McGilligan from Mungret involved as well? Yeah, and John Hayes from Saint and John Hayes of, of Saint Kilda's injured at the moment, I think. So, um, like that 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 is good for that is good for Limerick football, and 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 uh, like. Hopefully, UL will will continue to progress. They're through now to the quarterfinal, um, which will be on in the weekend after next. Is it or the week after next? Yeah, I think it's the week after next, and the finals are on in Carlow. I think they'd be a weekend. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I actually think the quarterfinals are on a, mo- a Monday week, are they? Yeah, I think they have provisionally down as Monday, so it'd be on yeah. that week. But their yeah. games so far have been. Wednesday night and Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. So I'd imagine they're probably going to be more 
midweek game. Yeah. So yeah, we won't see UL for. But, uh, I, I honestly think that that UL have, have haven't anything to fear um, going forward. Like you, you mentioned, David Clifford, and you also have the the, the new carry lad that um, the lad that came back from Australian rules, wasn't it? Um, Stephen Cumber. Mm. And there were a couple of very good lads from Cork, like Sean Potter is one of the finest footballers in the country. You know, yeah. from Cork, he's at centre half back. Like Chris Oak Jones, um, was 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 in or around the Cork team there for the last one or a couple of years. So, like, they've they've extremely they've extremely good players. They have they've lead they've leaders in 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 in, in key positions. Potter is playing at centre back, as far as I know, and and. Yeah. Um, so, like, he, he's a fantastic footballer, that guy. And um, Oconbo is uh, playing at midfield, where he's playing. Yeah, we've, for... only, we've only seen him briefly because he was obviously playing with, with Kerry and their win over Limerick, and we get on that very soon. But he, he his own club, Nigel, were busy winning Munster honours. So, Stefan has mm-hmm. only played probably the half an hour against Letterkenny outside of that. You've Owen McLaughlin from Mayo, who was Mayo. definitely as good as Clifford last day. I know Clifford got 2 7, but. McLaughlin is just such a willing runner from halfback. Always gets yeah. forward, kicked a couple of scores. You've Don Sullivan from Kerry. Um, he's probably getting on to most other inter-county teams just from where he's from. And Mahan from Clare the first night was exceptional. He's from Kildiser. He kicked five points. They just have they've class all over the field. There, there's no they're an inter-county team um, in all but name this year. Yeah. Right? So it'll be very exciting from. From a local point of view, just to see how they keep going with a, a local man at the helm and a, and a local man as captain and a few more Limerick interests. So we'll keep an eye on UL, but they won't be in action the coming week, either with the UL herders. The mm. Mary I herders are going down to Galway and Toos are against Dublin. I'm fairly sure they're at home against Dublin next week. So mm. we'll have another update on the Fitzgibbon and Sigerson next week. But while we're talking about football, Matt, we'll I suppose we can discuss the McGrath Cup. For, for Limerick, for Billy Lee, any side. Um, I suppose after a really, really positive 2020 that had a brilliant start in the McGrath Cup, it's disappointing in one sense that you had two losses from two, especially, I suppose, the Tipperary one probably hurt more, even though the Kerry one on scoreboard looks far worse. But Kerry are Kerry at the end of the day, and there is, there is a gulf between the sides, and there's no two ways about that. But Tipperary are a team you want to be beaten, and Limerick looked like they were going to beat them for 70 minutes of the game. But... To want a better or throw it away in the end will be disappointing for Billy Lee. But there was some positive signs from the McGrath Cup. What would you take from it? Well, basically, I I think you're right in what you're saying there, Jack. In in that, um, uh, like t- for 70 minutes against Tipperary, you practically had the the perfect response um, to the defeat by Kerry. But um, it is quite obvious in that group this year that that Kerry were on a different level. Yeah. Like they they scored one twenty three against both Limerick and Tipperary. And um, yeah, two goals against us. <laughs> it was two twenty three. Was it two twenty three? Yeah. Two twenty three, and they got one twenty three against Tipperary, yeah. and um, Tipperary scored five points and we scored six. Um, like it, it, it'll give you an idea of how serious Jack O'Connor. Is 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 taking the cup on uh, on his on his third coming? Now they've never beaten Cork in a, in a McGrath Cup final. Oh, I didn't know that. No. So to do it on Sunday now, they, 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 on, on sorry, it's Saturday actually. It's tomorrow. Saturday, yeah. Johnny, um, it, they, 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 they'll be doing it for the first time. But they've 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 taken they've taken the McGrath Cup very very seriously. But Limerick can point again, I suppose, to the fact that. Um, they're down so many players for la- from from last year, and um, like if we if we're benchmarking the Limerick team now and where they are, and um, I suppose the most valid comparison is um, where they were in the semi final against Cork in the championship last year, and and like the, 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 there are so many players not available for for um, um, for various reasons, and I suppose. Uh, the, the biggest problem of all for for Billy Lee is that um, there are definitely three players who will not be available, and and um, I'm talking about Danny Neville who is abroad, mm-hmm. Tom Tom Childs who who's taken t- time out, and and Brian Fanning, um, 
who who is moved in his job to Dublin, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, like, they're letting three huge holes, and not just the panel, Jack, but they were, they were really regular staffers now. And um, fullback is a very hard position to fill, Jack. And yeah. um, uh, we, we we really discovered on a fine fullback in Brian Fanning. Um, yeah, we like, kind of uh, had nearly agreed that he was Limerick's player of the year last year. Uh, absolutely. And... Um, uh, like like uh, Brian has been around the panel and been in different positions um, with Limerick footballers, but he certainly made the number three jersey his own, and he 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 solved a major problem for Limerick. So that that is going to leave, leave a gaping hole at the back for Limerick. Now, obviously, the defeat to Kerry was disappointing. I suppose you you wouldn't have expected to beat Kerry particularly in Tralee. Mm. Um, but if you were to maintain the progress of last year, um, you would certainly have expected a closer result. Now, the, the three players that I mentioned weren't the only three players that were missing, the frontline players like Ian Corbett didn't take part in the in the McGrath Cup, and we know what he brings to the table. Yeah. So he, he, he was a huge loss. And like the, the perfect response in terms of preparation for the league would have been a victory over Tipperary. And yeah. like for 70 minutes, it was on. And then in, in, in that injury time when the guy Kennedy was kicked over two points, um, uh, to see it robbed from him like was, was, was very, very disappointing. So Billy has quite a bit of work to do ahead of, of um, Sunday week now, believe it or not, Jack. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going wrong it Saturday very quickly, isn't it? I, I think it's Saturday week, actually. Um, I, think, I think the Longford game is on Saturday. I'll just check there. I know we'll talking. be talking about we'll be talking about it next week. <coughs> but um, we it's a huge game. It's a huge game because, like, um, like it it, it 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 is seven games. Um, it 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 is a marathon, but by God, Jack. Um, to survive in Division Three, you've got to be winning your home games at least. And um, Longford, I suppose, would be a, no disrespect to Longford would probably be a team that that Limerick would have would target as being a team that they could beat and possibly get the league campaign off to the ideal start. Um, so Billy has quite a bit of work to do, and and um, in 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 in. Um, since the game against Tipperary, but I, but I, I I've no doubt he'll knuckle down to it, and and um, himself and his management team will 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 have their best foot forward when Longford arrive in town. I think it's Saturday week, Jack. Yeah, it is. And look, we, we'll talk about that game um, more next week. We'll be looking in in depth into into Limerick's game and more more games as well because we're going to be a week out from the start of the Hurling League. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. to that, but next week will be will be mainly football. Um, I suppose this month as well, Matt, we had, well, we have Harty Cook this weekend. Arts Galerish are playing Turla CBS tomorrow. That's another game that's, that's streamed live. You can get all these streams on Munster J. I suppose for, for Arts Gull, this campaign started in November. And I, I suppose for Arts Gull, these campaigns start in first year. I know from the, the likes of Liam Cron and Niall Moore and all them, these managers, they take them from first year right up to, to sixth year. And we had no Harty Cup last year. And I suppose Arts Kilreach have, they won it in 14, 16 and 18. And we obviously had no competition, we'll say, in 2021. So they're kind of going for kind of, this will be every second year, hopefully, if they can if they can win in 2022, bar that one in the middle. But um, they started with their campaign in November. They beat Nina 18-16. They got them into a quarter final where they beat Middleton CBS, who they played in the 2018 final. And Middleton were actually... Winners in 2019, so they have Turles this Saturday and De La Salle and St. Joseph's Tulla are in the other semi-final. Um, we're used to seeing the likes of Arsgall getting this far, but it's another indication for Limerick Hurland that there, there's a crop coming through. Like You have players from Mungret, Bally Brown, the Piershig, um, all over the county representing Arsgall Reach this Saturday and another boost to Limerick. Yeah, it is uh, absolutely, and um, uh, you would have to say that 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 um, Arts Gold were were outsiders um, when they were facing Middleton. 
in 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 the quarter final and um they they dug out a, a very very good result they're probably outsiders facing Tullus as well um like Tullus are under the guidance of Dunes John Stokes um who who you know who has who has a fair fair track record now in colleges hurling and um like they they're going to provide them Art school with very 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 formidable opposition so it, it, it's going to be a tough game for our school, Jack. Does make make no mistake about that. But I, it's it's one that they can win because like they weren't like it's strange, Jack. Just 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 looking at the Hearty Cup now and looking at the the success of Cork at underage level in the last over the last two years between minor and under twenty. There are no there is no Cork College in the quarter in the semi finals. Yeah. It's Clare against Tipperary in one, and it's Waterford against Clare in the other, yeah, which it, which is unusual. The CBCs of this world, the the uh, um, uh, Middleton CBS, um, St Coleman's College, they're all gone. Yeah, I, so, I suppose it was a, the big shock was St Joseph's um, that they they beat CBC, who yeah. had got to two finals in a row, if not three finals in a row, and haven't yes. made the breakthrough. With, and it's it's St Joseph's Tulla and their first semi final, if I'm right. So it's nice to see that the smaller schools, um, or with the schools with the less tradition, mm-hmm. getting to to these latter stages. I suppose it's not too mm-hmm. long ago that Ardskill Reese were making their first breakthrough and are one of the powerhouses in it now. So, mm-hmm. um, it's good to see that. I suppose and I was mentioning clubs there a while ago. I suppose a special mention to Oshin O'Farrell um, from St Sennan Sea Plays. He's hurling with a skeeton. So best look to Oshin. It's I don't know if we've ever had a player from our club play Hearty Cup. So it's brilliant to see. So we look, we wish them all the best look. We'd love to see a Limerick school in the final. But I suppose this is all about promoting hurling schools, lads in hurling from a young age and getting to play with players from different clubs and different areas, which they will be doing down the line with their inter-county side. So the best of luck to Irish school Rish, Um That's Saturday at one o'clock. Um, also now, um, the, 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 the actual, we'll, we'll have a Limerick interest in the St. Joseph's Tulla and De La Salle game as well as in that the man in the middle is none other than Eamon Stapleton of Dune. Oh, yes, of course. So, um, yeah, so. we wish Eamon, Eamon, Eamon the best of luck in, 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 in the game. He's doing an, a lot, a lot of college games. Yeah, and I suppose I'll learn about referees. Um, I suppose Jonathan Hayes was called up to the national panel since we last spoke to and Jonathan is a is a brilliant referee and lovely fellow outside the field. But on the field, he's he's a brilliant referee and it's the, the recognition he deserves because he's been at that high level now for, for a good few years. So the best look to him and um, we'll be seeing him in bigger games down the line. But um, well, from, we also... From, Jack, from, from the very, very beginning, and I think we probably have mentioned it in this cast in the past, that I was of the opinion that Jonathan Hayes was destined for the top yeah. as a referee. <laughs> I think he is a top class, a top class official, absolutely top class, first class. Yeah, and to be fair to Jonathan, like it's, it's very rare that I've gone to a game in the Gaelic grounds. He wasn't there in one way or another. And I'd say he probably watched a lot of games as well and, and learned from other referees as well. And you can really see it in, in his performances. And look, at the end of the day, you can't have a game without a ref. So the, the better refs we have, the better the games we'll have, uh, most, most likely. We've also had the, the club championships this month, Matt, and I suppose we won't dwell on them because we'll be looking towards 2022 more so today, but it was, it was disappointing for, for Limerick, to say the least. Um, we had Kilmallock lost out heavily to Ballygunner. Um, a Ballygunner side that, I mean, losing to Ballygunner is, it, it, it's not, I suppose it's not like, it's disheartening, definitely disheartening, but Ballygunner are very, very borderline to a county team they're exceptional and Kilmallock didn't show up in the day um we can start with that one like Kilmallock weren't at the races and still only lost by 12 points against probably the best team in Ireland now they, they'll play Slock Neil and if they be in that they'll have either St Thomas's or Ballyhale but for a Kilmallock point of view will be very disappointing to have lost in the manner they lost but overall very good year for them very good year for Kilmallock I suppose and I, I think Tony Considine referenced it um, in his post-match interview that, that um, had you offered them uh, what they achieved last May, that they'd probably have bitten the hand off you. And um, 
would they, Kilmallock will be very, very disappointed. They'll, they'll be disappointed with their performance, Jack. Um, and they, you know, it was their fourth final appearance, and it was a new experience for them to lose the final. Yeah, because they had they had won the previous three, so like they had a decent record in finals, and by coincidence, Jack, in the three previous finals, as by my recollection, they went in as outsiders. So going in as outsiders against Bally Gunner was was not a new place for Kilmallock to be in. Mm. So, um, they, they they they'll be extremely disappointed. Um. With it and um, with, with the performance, and definitely, it's something that we can say with absolutely certain, with absolute certainty, is that Kilmallock did not show up on the day. Now that can be a cliche, but it 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 it, it is absolutely totally relevant in this case. Kilmallock just it was a no-show performance. Now they started very brightly. Yeah, they had a couple of points on the board before, scarcely before. Um, you, you know, within two minutes of the, 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 the of the restart, but unfortunately, that was the highlight of the game for Kilmallock. That was it, as good as it got for Kilmallock. Oh, it was certainly as good as it got for Kilmallock, and it was downhill after that, unfortunately. And um, uh, certainly, it was it was a most disappointing day, and I suppose by extension, a disappointing day for Limerick Hurling. Um, that that um, our our and like. It, it it was very, very difficult to see it coming because Kilmallock got into a vein of forum when they reached the knockout stages after getting that escape with um with um South Liberties in the quarterfinal of the championship. They, they, they really stepped on the gas, as it were, in, in the semi-final against Dune and subsequently in the county final against Patrick's well. And one wondered um going into the Munster Championship with a layoff of six weeks. And facing Cock of the Hoop Middleton, um, who were after winning that 12 court championship. Um, they made easy meat of, of, of Middleton. And um, like they, they were yeah. in a relatively good place to challenge Bally Gunner. And suddenly Bally Gunner hadn't rooted up any trees on, on the on the way to um to the Monster final. Yes, they had won eight Monster completed eight Waterford championships in a row. Yes, they had beaten Bally Hay, but they struggled seriously against Drummond Inch and needed extra time, wasn't it? You know, so yeah. like or, no, not the, no, the um, Drummond Inch was not Drummond Inch. Um, Lockmore Castellani, Lockmore Castellani. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was and very very hard to see. It was very very hard I was just saying it like. Yeah, it was the best teams like the that they just show up on the, the the biggest stage. We saw Limerick against Cork save their best for last. Valley Gunner for the same, and losing to Valley Gunner is is not to be ashamed of. That was where I looked for a while ago. Very disheartening, but not to be ashamed of. Disheartening um, and no, nothing to be ashamed of. Kilmallock have nothing to be ashamed of. They can hold their heads high. They won a good county championship. They won an unexpected county championship, and they'll be the first to admit that themselves. And um, uh, they don't become a bad team overnight. And certainly things didn't go their way on the day. And um, like the, the, the loss of Michal Hulan after 20-odd minutes and um, the non-appearance of Philip O'Loughlin in the second half due to injury um, certainly didn't, did, did, did not help Kilmallock's cause. No, there was a lot of factors, I suppose, that, that didn't go, go their way on, on the day. And that was the mm. win and losing the game. And that's that. I suppose yeah. it was a disappointing weekend that weekend. That the previous day Newcastle West lost to, to Drummond Inch in a Munster semi final. Drummond Inch are the defending champions. It finished 10 7, but Drummond Inch went five points to, to no score ahead um, early on in the game. And that was the win losing the game. And also, Capamore fell to Honorin in, the, in, in, their, in their Munster campaign. They lost 1 9 to 8. So, I suppose it, it was very, very disappointing on the surface for those three Limerick sides in Munster action. But if you dig deeper, um, so we touched on Kilmarnock there, but obviously Newcastle a slow start, whereas Drummond Inch had been playing. Um, they had just recently won last year's Munster competition, so they were obviously mm. playing. And for Capamore, uh, a couple of missed chances on the day. 
prove the winning and losing of the game. But overall, like it, it, it does show where Limerick are in terms of hurling, obviously, we know, but in the Camogie as well, from a club point of view, they're not that far away. Ah, uh, yeah, it goes for the Limerick clubs in, in, in general, like because um, we see how the the the, the, the we see how the two Limerick clubs fared, as you said. Um, Newcastle West, um, practically in fairness, Jack did everything but win the game. Yeah. And um, from all accounts, um, um, Capo Moore the same. And like, apart from Kilmallock, they are now reaching the Munster final. Like, Mungret were very, very unlucky in the hurling that they didn't reach the final. Yeah. Caroline were extremely unlucky. That they didn't reach the final. So, yeah. um, like Lim- Lim- Limerick clubs in general have have done have done pretty well. Now, um, in 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 the football, maybe not as well as we would have liked, but um, Limerick clubs in general have done pretty well in the provincial competitions. Yeah, we did. They've done pretty well, and I suppose look, they can they can take that as that they've had a game already mm-hmm. in twenty twenty two and. It was a high competitive game and they'll have that. It won't be much of an advantage by the time championships are played, but they'll have that game under their belt before they go back to train. And sometimes mm-hmm. a loss can help with a bit of pep in your step. This, mm-hmm. you know, after you win a county, you probably feel a bit invincible. And I suppose losing then in Munster just gives you more focus for the following year that you want to win Limerick that bit more badly to get out of Limerick to, to play a Munster mm-hmm. championship game. So, look, um, commiserations to all the, the teams that lost, but it, everyone gave a good account of themselves. And at the end of the day, that's all you can do because sometimes you just come up against the better side and, and there's very little you can do about that, Matt. Um, and, and, and again, Jack, of course, it's great that we have the games back. Yeah, brilliant. That is that is the main thing at the end of the day. Like, obviously, from a neutral point of view, that's all you want is games to go to and, and games to watch. And there's a huge streaming service out there at the moment. So... It's you can watch them from the comfort of your home. If you if you don't feel like going outside, you can sit down in front of the fire with a cup of tea and watch the games. Um, we've fifty seven minutes on the clock there, Matt. Um, I think we've it all covered for the first. Be, be, before be, before we go, Jack, can we 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 just pay tribute to um, um, Liam Lenahan? Oh yes, of course. Who who completed his his three year term. As Munster Council Chairperson um, uh, last last Saturday, um, like Liam was an excellent, um, an excellent um, chairperson. Um, he he guided he guided the Munster Council um, through a most unprecedentedly difficult situ- uh, um, period um, with, with the whole COVID thing, and. Um, if, if um, did an, an excellent um, an, an excellent pair of hands as as we have come to realize over the years, like he was only the fourth Limerick chairman ever in the history of the Munster Council, and he is the first since um, Tom Boland in the early nineties. Um, but he certainly did 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 his county proud, and and um, we wish him the very best in the future, and. Uh, if there was a downside to Liam's tenure, it was that um, he didn't get the opportunity that his predecessors would have got um, to get around to meet more people in the province due to the lockdown and all that sort of thing. Um, uh, that would be the downside of, of, of it um, uh, because he certainly is a fantastic ambassador, not just for Limerick, but for Look for our national games. He has given such service <coughs> over the years, and uh, of course, um, his tenure as Munster chairperson coincided with he having to present the Munster Championship Trophy to Limerick three years in a row. It was a good omen, which, which was a, a good omen. But um, um, l- l- let's hope now that Jar Ryan will get the opportunity to present it to a Limerick captain this year. Yeah, we I'm wish sure Jared the best of luck as well. Um, Jared Ryan has has been, um, he's been PRO in the past, and we would have been dealing with him, and um, he was an excellent PRO in 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 that position, and I have no doubt Jared will make an excellent chairperson. Yeah, I'll second that. Best of luck to to Jared Ryan, his role, and, and a huge thanks to Liam for all he did for Munster GA, and I'm sure Declan Hannan won't mind um, receiving. The, the Munster Championship Trophy off a Tipperary man. I don't think he'll mind who he gets off as long as 
as Limerick are back there. But um, yeah, that's that's a wrap for our first podcast of the year. Um, things are coming around really quick and fast. We have obviously this weekend Arts Gareesh in a Hearty Cup semi final. We've loads of Fitz games and Sigerson Cup games next week. We have Limerick in the Munster Hurling Cup final this Sunday and next week we've the return of the league so um, buckle in it's going to be uh, hopefully a very busy year um, it's looking positive fasten the seatbelts Jack yeah it looks like it's going to be positive news this Friday evening uh, with return of fans going to games etc restrictions should be lifted so please guys we've been long enough waiting for good news like that but we won't get ahead of ourselves but as always, a huge thank you to you, Matt, for, for your wealth of knowledge and, and insights. Um, won't be long before we're back now. Looking forward to the league next week. For this weekend, we'll wish Ard Skullreach and Limerick the best of luck. And hopefully everyone has, has a nice weekend. As you said, the weather isn't too bad. So hopefully people can get out and do what they need to do. But until then, Matt, we'll talk soon. And thank you. Thank you, Jack. Take care. Impression the game. We get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it. No more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for pounds worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, well, wow. Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run and that was it. Put the ball over the bar and the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for any 